The message you are about to listen to is from the Household of David Mercy Conference 2022, themed Fullness of Joy. Be blessed as you listen. Privilege tonight to have the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. Let's welcome together Pastor Kojo Yemade. Present in the atmosphere. I ask in the mighty name of Jesus that by the same Spirit you will grant utterance. I will speak as your oracle. Your word will go forth in simplicity, unhindered by any demonic force. And our hearts to be established in the grace of our Lord Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen and Amen. You may all be seated. And let me f- first of all thank your pastors for inviting me. You should. All right. It's, you should never take. Look. Um, when people talk anyhow, it's because they haven't done anything in their lives. Okay? If you have done anything, uh, you'll know the amount of sacrifice it has taken to have this kind of thing. Alright? So you will treat it with dignity and with honor. And when you are asked to come to stand behind the podium of someone else, uh, you'll understand that it's by the grace of God, and you respect that. So I want to say thank you to pastors for inviting me in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, uh, this evening the theme is fullness of joy, and I will speak to that theme in the time allotted unto me. Fullness of joy. Now, the first thing I noticed about where God speaks about the fullness of joy, it happens not when uh, things are going well on the outside, but when there's crisis. When it talks about joy unspeakable, full of glory, you experience it Not when things have changed on the outside, but while you are still going through things. So there's a difference between joy and happiness. Happiness is a product of your environment. Joy is a product of the Spirit of God in you, independent of your environment. But wherever people experience that joy, their environment must take the shape of what they're experiencing within. For anything that has been realized as a condition within you, there is nothing that can stop the external from showing forth what you have experienced inside. The reason why you speak to the mountain and you do not doubt in your heart but believe what you are saying 
will come to pass is because you have already experienced that mountain move within before you said it. Do you understand what I'm saying? For example, you know the color of shirt or dress or whatever you wore yesterday. You have already experienced that. There is no way I can argue with you about what you will wear tomorrow. Because you may change your mind. But what happened yesterday has happened and cannot change. In other words, when you speak to the mountain with certainty, it's because you have already experienced that mountain move. For the kingdom of God dwells on the inside of us. I mean, I remember once um, um, Bishop Oedogo said this, that when he moved to Otab and he invited Dr. T.L. Osborne of Blessed Memories, come and pray. And when Dr. T.L. Osborne, I mean, the whole thing was bush. He said, how are you going to get the people here? How do you do it? He said, they have already come. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Now, when you speak like that, you are speaking from something you have already experienced. Uh, the Bible says the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, or produced by the Holy Spirit. It talks about the peace of God that passes all understanding. It talks about the joy unspeakable, full of glory. First Peter chapter one and verse. And so, I want to speak to that this evening. First Peter one and verse seven. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with inexpressible and glorious joy. Now where did that come from? Verse 7. It says, Whom heaven? It says, That a trial of your faith. So what was going on? Your faith was being tried. In verse 6, it talks about the build-up. Wherein you greatly rejoice. Though for now, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious, or even seven than gold, that perisheth, it says, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and glory at the appearing of Jesus. Then it goes on and says, even though you see him not, it says in verse 8, it says, Yet believing, your rejoice with joy unspeakable, full of glory. So you're talking about something you're experiencing, alright, that, that is not consistent with your environment. In the book of Isaiah 49, the prophet wrote there where God said, Sing and rejoice. And the response of Israel was that the Lord has forsaken me and he talked about the fact that you have forgotten me. Uh, and God said, look, I, if you are going to see all of this on the outside, you need to obey this commandment. Psalm 16 verse 10. We see again fullness of joy. Psalm 16. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell. 
And thou will not suffer the Holy One to see corruption. Then the next verse. For thou will show me the path of life. In thy presence there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. So it's an expression that we have in the midst of going through things. Where we come into that place of the fullness of joy. I want to show how we get into it. Joy unspeakable, full of glory. So let me first establish this. Psalm 23 says this. Because sometimes people get bewildered and they're going through things and they're wondering, you know what's going on? I'm a Christian. I fast. I do all of it. Let's establish this. Psalm 23 verse 1 says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want or lack anything. So the Lord is my shepherd or my guide. I shall not want. What does he do next? He makes me to lie down in green pastures. What does he do next? He leads me, so he's the one leading me, beside the still waters. What does he do next? He restoreth my soul. Next thing is he leads me. So he's the one leading you in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Now the next verse, as he's leading you, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. So God leading you will take you through the valley of the shadow of death. It's not Satan that took you into the valley of the shadow of death. It's God. Are you listening to what I'm saying here? God will lead you through the valley of the shadow of death. And he says, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Now what does this mean? If God is going to bring you into a place of abundance, He is going to first lead you through a valley. It's what you do in the valley that counts. He took the children of Israel out of Egypt. What He told them was that I'm taking you to a land that flows with milk and honey. But your first part of call is the wilderness. God led them there. There is nothing wrong with you. You are on an authentic path. Because this is why people don't rejoice. They think something has gone wrong. He leads you through the valley of the shadow of death. Luke chapter 4 and verse 1. Jesus was baptized in the Holy Spirit. The first thing the Holy Spirit did to Jesus. Luke 4, 1, the Bible tells us that he was baptized in Jordan and being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit where? Into the wilderness. It wasn't Satan. Now when he got there, Satan came to tempt him to act wrong. Satan came to tempt him that, look, why is all this going on in your life? But it was God that led him there. Listen, I have come with good news. Boys, listen to what I'm saying. It's authentic good news. Hear what I'm saying. 
They announced in an office we are laying off 25% of the staff. The Christian is fasting and praying that my name will never be there in the name of Jesus. They bring out the lists. Your name can be there. And you just came out of three days of fasting and prayer that my name should not be there. But it is there. God did not tell you your name will not be there. What he told you was that I will lead you through the valley of the shadow of death. He says, fear no evil, for I am with you. He says, I have prepared a table before you. What he guarantees is wait for the outcome. The reason is, if you are confused as to why you are going through it, we heard about the sound today, you will make the wrong sounds. It won't be fullness of joy. I'm going to show you here. Fullness of joy doesn't happen after the manifestation. Do you get what I'm saying here? Fullness of joy leads to the manifestation. Listen to what I'm saying. Someone came to meet me once and said, Pastor, I was believing God for this thing. She said, I understood this principle of joy, so I entered into the joy of the Lord. She said, finally when I got it, I wasn't as happy as I thought I would be. Now, you know why? To rejoice means to enjoy the feeling of being in possession of something through singing. Let me repeat what I'm saying. Singing doesn't mean you are rejoicing. Because you can be singing and you are troubled. Rejoicing means I am enjoying as I'm singing the feeling of being in possession of something. Now once you have enjoyed the feeling of being in possession of something, if they give you, I think it was a car, if they give you a brand new car now, right now, it is when you will shout and scream. I have a brand new car. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah? You didn't have the car. Someone gives you a brand new car. But the next morning, the level of happiness begins to diminish by the day. So if you have experienced it in the spirit, and it happens six weeks after, you've already entered the joy of that thing. So I heard Reverend McCankin say this. I'm going somewhere with this. He said, he went to hunting with a friend. And this is where we miss it. Because Satan comes to tempt you. In other words, and here is the temptation. The lady of you got home, the first thing is somebody inside the office calls you. Let me tell you what happened. It was so and so that went to tell so and so. But boy, leave all of that. Acts chapter 2 and verse 24. Acts 2 and verse 24. Alright, let's go to verse 22. Okay. Alright. Ye men of Israel, hear ye the words of Jesus Christ, a man approved of God by miracles, wonders, signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as you all yourselves know. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God you have taken... And with your wicked hands you have crucified and slain. But it was by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God. 
You can't sack me if God didn't permit you. Now, will you experience pain when it happens? Yes. Because the next verse says, it says, Whom God has raised up, haven't loosed the pains. So you experience pain. But it says, because it was not possible. That is, I can experience pain by what you did. But I'm telling you, it is not what? Possible that I be held down. Because first of all, I know. If God in heaven didn't look and say, you can sack, you cannot sack. So if he said you can sack, it's because he has prepared something else. So what do I do in the valley of the shadow of death? Everybody is down. The Christian that doesn't understand God's wisdom is down complaining and all of that. I get up. Satan, you didn't steal this job. God took away the first to establish the second. Do you get what I'm saying here? He took them to the wilderness to shake things out of their lives. Because, listen... When they were in bondage, which is why they wanted to go back to Egypt. It's so that people don't understand the journey to the promise. So when God starts taking them to destiny, they, they think something else that Satan is in control. Do you get what I'm saying here? Look, when they were in Egypt, they were in bondage, but they could predict things. They knew when food was coming. 1 p.m. You'll smell, you'll see them carrying the chickens to kill. You will smell the shit. Now you are in bondage, oh, but you smell. So at 1 p.m. you eat. You are in bondage at 7 p.m. they bring dinner. When you now get into the wilderness, when God wants to shake everything, so you understand dependence with God. You look around. He says, you are going to eat at 1 o'clock. Where are the chickens? They, it's not like they have not caught the chickens. There are no chickens in sight. Do you get what I'm saying? You are going to have vegetables with your meal. There is no plant in sight for miles. Where will it come from? Listen, God wants to scatter your brain. That life is deeper than what you can see. He wants to take you out there to make you understand that look. Even though all the predictable ways in which things used to come are gone. If anybody looks at you, they will not know the difference between when you are employed and when you are unemployed. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you know what will happen at the end of the day? If you follow God right, it is because they sacked you. You had enough time to go and visit an old friend that you were forming busy. I had no time to visit you when you were employed. It is the old friend that introduced you to somebody that got you an international job. So while you were forming busy on something, God was trying to get you. When you didn't listen, he shook the thing, take the job away. You said, but I'm feeling pain. He says, there is no way. Have you ever seen anybody give birth to anything that won't feel pain? I want to show what fullness of life. This is where the fullness of joy should be. 
So what the Christian ought to do is that you stand up and say, here is the letter I've been sacked. I thank you, Father, for no devil can take anything away from me. Do you understand what I'm saying? By your determinate counsel and foreknowledge, this was authorized by heaven, for you've taken away the first to establish the second. Satan comes to try to tempt you with bitterness. Uh, so I'll say, Reverend Makanke, he said they went hunting. They waited and waited. Not, no animal came out. He said this friend of his now began to make sounds in the morning. He said, look at you, crazy man. What's going on? Next thing, there was movement. He said, bring out the gun. Shoot now. The animal came out, they shot. So he turned around and he said, he said, and that day he thought he was wasting his time in the bush. God gave him massive revelation. He said, when he killed it, he said, I made that sound because that's the sound of the prey that those animals feed on when they are trapped. And when they are trapped, they are weak. So the animal knows I can take this particular one because it's weak. So I made that sound so they came out. When situations happen, the Bible says there is no enchantment against... You know they said I should go and cause. told him there is no enchantment against Israel. Neither any divination. The shouts of victory is in their midst. There is nothing you can do. Listen, when you start complaining, then Satan comes out. What's your sound? Are you following what I'm saying? Listen, when your sound is, I am shocked. They've done me evil. These people have done that. That's your sound. But what was the sound of Jesus? Destroy this body in three days. What's your sound? Take this job. Three days. Come back. What's your sound? They say, we're not giving you the contract. Fine. Three days. I'll be back. Did he hurt you? Yes, the pains of death were there. But I want to show you why it is impossible if you follow through for death to hold you down. But do not tell me as a Christian you won't go through things. That is not Christianity. If I come here and I tell you in Jesus' name everything will be smooth with you throughout this year, I am lying. Do you get what I'm saying here? And I can tell you no matter what you go through at the end. For Jesus said, in this world, you shall. He didn't say you may. You shall. Have what? Tribulation. But rejoice with fullness of joy, for I have overcome. He didn't tell us in Isaiah, if you go through the fire, he says when. He says when. It will not kindle. You know what God wants? He wants, you see, you are not authentic if you are not tested. Listen to what I'm saying here. If no, look, listen to this. If I come and I come here to teach, this is what I'm saying here. On the seven steps to financial abundance. And you know, let's just say you know, that my father was the richest man in Africa. You know that. And I'm teaching. You know, you will be hearing me with, with, oh boy, 
They gave you money. <laughs> the seven steps. Were. They gave you money. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Nobody will listen if you don't have a story. Listen to what the blood did. It says the plague will not rest on you to destroy. The plague will come, but it cannot destroy you. It will come to cause emancipation. In other words, what destroyed the others brought about deliverance and release. Do you get what I'm saying? Because we can't be in this world and say, I won't bow down to idols, but at the same time, I won't enter the flame. Daniel didn't say, we're not going into the fire. He said, oh king, this is what he said. And your confession must be right. Because he said, he will not suffer your soul to see corruption. In other words, before there's any corruption, you'll be out. So, somebody says, well, I lost my job. This didn't happen here. He says, well, my mortgage is tied to my house mortgage. My car is tied to it. He says, before there's any corruption, there's any sign on the outside that something went wrong, you'll have entered the next level. Daniel and his friend said, O king will not be careful to answer you. If it is between you bowing down to this idol and death, we will have chosen death. However, we have a God that will deliver us. And when they were carrying them to the fire, they didn't say, my goodness. I thought God would save us. That we just said that thing. They would, God will save us. God will save us. We didn't know. We didn't know. King, ah, we thought you would change your mind after we made the confession. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You are going into the fire. They are not changing their mind. Do you get what I'm saying? If a man tells you as a woman, if I don't sleep with you, I'm going to throw you out of this company, you should be the first person to open the door. Is that the way out of the company? Not that, sir. You know what? You touch him. Don't do that now. Don't do that. Don't do that. God can. God, you see, you get what I'm saying? Open the door and say, listen, sir. You will see me again on the third day. When they entered the flames, this was over. They were rejoicing. The king, the people that came to throw them, were burnt by the flame. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, sir. He said, "I see three, four men what loose." In other words, when there is fullness of joy, people heard you lost your job. This happened. Oh, they broke the relation. They did it. They come to greet you at home. Didn't you see what happened to David? They said, David, you are fasting and praying. Now that this thing has happened, what is this? Your countenance has changed. He said, if I go to church, the child can't come back. He said, there's something else that's going to come. When they get there, they say, listen, we saw this person loose. Do you get what I'm saying here? The focus is not on yourself. You are not self-absorbed. You are not, you are not, it's not like, oh, we came to grace. They were great. I mean, they saw everything and they were there looking and there was joy on what? Speakable. Now, what brings a person there? 
Because you can't fake it all. In church you can fake it. But when you get home, um, you are by yourself. You will say, why are thou downcast of my soul? <laughs> so let's quickly look at this. So let's understand, and I'll get to the point here, that he will lead you through that. And if you are going through something this evening, you are most blessed. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you are going through something and it looks like the valley of the shadow of death, hear me, you are a blessed person. That's why Jesus said, blessed are thou when you mourn. Blessed are thou when on the outside it looks like it's not working. Bible says, do I, now get this, and you get this message. Do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? Hear what I'm about to say. Because I'll just build on this. I will fear no over, for thou art within thy rod and thy staff that comfort me. He has prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. What did he do? He anointed my word, head with oil. The target of God is not to change the outside, it's your head. What he will do when you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death is to anoint your head. What he will do when you say, well, I just lost the job, he will pour oil on your head. The Holy Spirit will enter your mind. Do you get what I'm saying here? There will be the oil of God. It is, listen, you are going to receive thoughts from the Holy Spirit. Do you get what I'm saying here? It says, what no man's eye has seen, what no man's ear heard, not no man's heart has conceived, God has prepared. So that table is not something on the outside first. It is that you will anoint your head with oil. And from that, your cup will run over. So your prayer shouldn't be, God change this thing on the outside. But what your prayer should be, when you are there, is Lord, anoint my head with oil. When oil enters your head, you will know that there are many phases to life you know nothing about. That if you look at something and it looks like you are finished, if God anoints your head and removes the veil, you will see that you would have been finished if that thing didn't happen. Listen to what I'm saying here. During the crisis of COVID, I heard Mark Cuban say this. He said, this is America. This is why we are great. When there was lockdown, he said, write what I'm saying down. We'll have 10 to 15 global companies. All right? In the next few years, and the ideas came while this COVID was going on. In other words, when everybody was saying something negative is going on, some people will discover There are things about ministry we did not know until COVID came. 
There are things about life that you it's your head. See Job chapter 29. Hear what Job said. Job 29 verse 1. See what Job said. Moreover, Job continued his parable. When he was in trouble, he said, Oh, next verse, that I were as in months past, as in the days when God preserved me, when his candle shined upon my head, when by his light I walked through darkness. He said, I wish I was this fast when my head, he says, next verse, he says, when the secret of the Lord was upon my tabernacle. So it's not a question of, I wish this thing did not happen. It's a question of, there are many ways of looking at this thing. You know, let me tell you this. You know, young people are jackpine, eh? <laughs> so inside my office, some of my staff started jackpine. They didn't tell me before, but they are jackpine. About four of them have jackpine in the last 30 days or so. So it looked like crisis. Because even the ones left, you don't know what they're thinking. And these are people who plan to have back, so they have the know-how. So I looked, I said, ah, what will I be left with? So one day, I needed to do something at 3 a.m., 2 a.m. And I couldn't call anybody. Because at 2 a.m. they'll be asleep. I say, hello, please. Can you wake up? I mean, some of them are mine. We'll be calling them beside. Uh, until I remember that. Uh, because when they are jackpotting, they will tell me that pastor wants to keep working for Covenant Nation, even where we are. So I remembered that the time zone in some places, when it is 2, 3 a.m., it's just 7 p.m., 8 p.m. So I started calling. I realized God was expanding and creating a global office. It depends on the way you see it. Do you know I went to preach somewhere. I said the only part now to make the office complete is that if somebody is in Australia, so we have that time zone there, and then somebody is in this side, so the whole thing. (laughs) Yesterday, one of them said, my visa for Australia has come. I said, Father, I thank you. (laughs) Now the 24-7 is what? Complete. They'll say, how how come? Ah, People are always awake in your office. They don't know we're all over. Do you understand what I'm saying? God needs to anoint your head. Let me show you what I'm saying. It's the head. Look. Look at Isaiah chapter 9 and verse... verse, Isaiah chapter 9 verse 1 to 3. Nevertheless, the dimness shall not be as such as it was in our vexation when at the first he lightly afflicted the land of Zebulun, the land of Nazareth afterwards did more grievously afflicted by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan and that. The people that walked in darkness have seen a what? Great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them light has what? Shine. What you need is light. What you call crisis is a rearrangement of circumstances to make your life much better. But he has rearranged it in a way that is beyond your own understanding. 
What did he say next verse? Thou hast multiplied the nation and not increased. Now put amplified, because King James, you can read any of the other translations. Put the amplified of this. You, God, will increase the nation. You will multiply their joy. They will rejoice before you like the joy and jubilation of the harvest. As many rejoice when they divide the spoil. What happened was, lights did what? Came. So start practicing it. From very small things. Instead of saying, uh, then the situation just as God grants me what? Light. Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 30. It says that the light of the eyes rejoices the heart. Of all that. And good news puts fat on the bones. King James. It says the light of the eyes rejoices the heart. And a good report. Which means what will make the heart rejoice is light. That's why the God of this world, what he is doing is to blind the minds of people. So that the light of the glorious gospel, which is what gospel there, just simply means good news. So when you look at any situation, if you are blinded, it is trouble. If the veil is removed, it is good news. Look at what he says to us in Psalm 13 and verse 1. Psalm 13 and verse 1 to 4. How long will thou forget me, O Lord? This is the prayer. This is the prayer. I went to preach someone they gave me a theme, Greater Light. And I said, it's correct. It's in the Bible. Greater Light is there. The lesser light rules the night. The greater light rules the day. It's the same thing. You have the early rain and you have the latter rain. In twos. The former rain is the small rain. The latter rain is the one that brings the harvest. If you read determine the early rain is doctrine. When we teach, what we are giving is the lesser light. When you begin to walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you have the opportunity to get the greater light. That greater light is only God that can give you. No man can give you the greater light. And you will get it once you start going through that. You'll go to God. When he hits you with revelation, that's where the Bible says you will need no man to teach you know the Lord. That's what Jesus was saying. He said, flesh and blood has not revealed. It's not my teaching, he said. He said, it's the Father in heaven that revealed this. That's what Job said. He said, I heard of thee with the hearing of my ears. But now with my eyes, I do what? See you. What we are doing is, we carry the little light together. God says, now, let me give you revelation. Let me tell you this. When you get greater light, if you are seated in congregation, even if the pastor gets up and says you are a fool, you won't leave the congregation. You say, sir, it's God that brought me here. Do you understand what I'm saying? You won't be 
touch it. Uh, the usher didn't greet me. I'm not coming again. That's lesser light. You don't know God. When you experience God, listen, I was in a church once. I'm going to church. I did a brief thing there. The pastor, oh, he was man of revelation. But he will get angry. Something happened. We were doing campus fellowship. He said we should go and shut down our campus fellowship. My leader, they, uh, they, they didn't shut the campus fellowship that he went there. He took, he came to preach that day. Now all everybody stopped coming, but I loved the man. I liked his teaching. I will come and sit down. He started preaching. He called these friends of mine all kinds of names on the pulpit. That was the day I made up my mind. 1988, 89. I will never, no matter what anybody does to me, I will never on the pulpit. You will never, you can't hear in church that somebody did something and I came to attack, but I will never do it. Because when he did it, after he finished, this is the pastor, he signaled to me in the congregation and said, follow me. This is a church. I followed him into his kitchen. He said, I brought the knife out when I saw you seated there and I stabbed your friends, not in their back, right in their chest, because I knew you were going to tell them. I went back to school to tell my friends, if you know University of Lagos, there was a word called New Road to the New Gate. Huh? This guy broke down in tears. Say, how can this man say this about me? It's not true. He was crying there for almost one hour and relocated from Nigeria. I won't tell you the name. If I tell you to count four ministries in Nigeria, or five ministries in Nigeria, in Nigeria, three ministries in Lagos, when he relocated, one of those ministers was not in Lagos. Today, if I said call three ministries, you call this ministry, said, when this man left, I knew a vacuum had been left, and I'm coming to Lagos to start my ministry. To show you what happened there, he says, listen, he left. Do you know the next Sunday, I was in church, taking notes. Oh boy, what you said is what you said. Me, I've seen God here. I don't think you understand. When you have greater light, nobody can offend you. Nobody can offend you. He called me again. He said, I've given you a long rope. You this boy. A long rope. When you get to the end, I will deal with you. I continued taking my notes. Because what I was hearing was blessing me. He didn't bring me to his church. God brought me to the church. It's because people are carrying candlelight when they should be seeing the sunlight. And the way you get to that place is that he takes you through the valley of the shadow of death. Let me tell you this. And I'll show you what I'm saying. Okay, Psalm 13, verse 1. It says, How long will thou forget me, O Lord, forever? How long will thou hide thy face from me? How long will I take counsel in my soul? Which means, is in your soul you are trying to get the counsel. You are thinking, you are thinking, you are showing. It says, having sorrow in my heart all day. How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? How was he going to get the victory? Next verse. Consider and hear me, O Lord, lighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. David said, listen, open my eyes, is all I ask of you. He says, lest, next verse, my enemies say, I prevailed against me, him, and those that trouble me rejoice when I'm moved. In other words, if you open my eyes here, 
folks. Listen. If somebody says, I confessed, it worked. Another says, I confessed, it didn't work. Let me tell you what happened. There is lesser light confession. There is greater light declaration. Do you understand what I'm saying? He said, open my eyes. Because Elisha came to meet his servant. That one saw horses around. He called him, master, master. He said, what? He said, look around. These people have come against us. They will finish us. I've told you. Bad news is only when you are seen according to the natural. Remove the veil. Good news comes. Elisha was calm. He went to me and said, sir, how can you be calm? He said, more are with us than against us. He didn't leave his servant to be saying, more are with us than against us. More are with us than against us. More are with us than against us. More are with us. Trying to convince himself that more are with us than against us. He understood it. He said, God, open his eyes that he may do what? See. The minute the eyes were opened up, he saw by himself. He entered into rest. What somebody told you can be taken. What you see is yours. And you want to know the truth? Moses gets you out of Egypt. We are ministers. But to get into the promised land, you have to use your faith. When Moses was bringing them out of the Red Sea, out of Egypt, and they faced the Red Sea, nobody got, they were just walking towards the Red Sea when the Red Sea parted. When it was the Joshua generation, he said, it won't part until we enter it. Carry the ark. Let your feet be in it. Do you get what I'm saying here? Then stand still. Which means, the waters are coming, you are about to drown, but you are still. With a peace that passeth all understanding. And then the waters will part. So he said, open my eyes that I may see. Uh, where am I going with this? Almost there. Remember Abraham? The Bible says he was... I'm just trying to tell you so, so you don't get offended at what's going on. Very rich in silver and gold. That's what the Bible says. And in cattle. Ishmael was his first son. Now, whatever you say, you can be talking revelation now. But as far as Ishmael was concerned, he was the first son of his father. Alright? He was the first son. His father had silver and gold and all of that. The day the father was going to tell him to leave, all the father gave to him, in the midst of all the silver and gold, was one bottle of water and one loaf of bread. Some people will have cursed their parents in their hearts. Why didn't my, this person help me? Why didn't this person help me? This person has contact. This person has contact. Why did I, and all of that. I say you are making the wrong sounds. One loaf of bread and one bottle of water. But I believe Abraham taught Ishmael before he left. I said, let me show you the secrets of the covenant. He taught him. And I have reason, scriptural reasons to believe this. 
If we go to Genesis chapter Genesis chapter 21 and verse 14. Genesis 21. Abraham rose up early in the morning and took bread and a bottle of water, gave it unto Hagar, all right, put it on her shoulder and the child and sent her away. And she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Bathsheba. So you enter the wilderness with one bottle of water and one loaf of bread. How long will that last? And you look back, your father's servants are eating. All right? Abraham called Ishmael, must have told him, let me show you the secret to life. And how all these things happened. Because in the next verse, the Bible says, and the water was spent in the bottle, and she cast her child under one of the shrubs. Now remember it says, lighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of what? Death. What was the next thing? The Bible says, next verse, it says, Verse 16. It says, And she went and sat down over, a, over against him a good way off, as it were a bow shot. For she said, Let me not see the death of the child. Which means, as far as she was concerned, this boy was going to die. And the mother couldn't see the body of her child deteriorate in front of her. So she said, Go and put him far away. I mustn't hear his cry. I mustn't hear his sound from him. Put him very far away, lest I see it. And she sat over against him and she lifted up her voice. She did not pray to God, she was crying. The angel appeared, not on her prayer, but on the prayer of the boy. For look at the next verse. The Bible says, And God heard the voice of who? Of the lad. Not Hagar's voice. And the angel of the Lord called unto Hagar out of heaven and said, What aileth thee, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the lad where he is. Who did the prayer? That boy. Abraham told him, Once you come to an end in yourself, it is the beginning of God. Abraham told him, this is how the covenant works. When you come to an end in yourself, it is the beginning of God. Sense, where sense and sight fails. But when you say that I can see, based on, and this is what is killing a lot of people in ministry, you may have doctrine but not sight. What you have is little lights, no revelation. So you are preaching that little light and it's stuck, finances are finished. But when somebody comes to tell you, ask God to open your eyes to see, you say, I can see, because I can quote the Greek and Hebrew. And you are shocked, because you have more little light than the people that are doing signs and wonders. Because they have greater light. Greater light takes humility. It takes kneeling down before God and say, Only thou knowest, O God. Greater light is kneeling down there and say, Listen to me, open my eyes that I might see. Greater light is understanding that Second Corinthians chapter 4 was not written just for the sinner. It was also written for the saints. That you can be born again and blinded. Alright, they feel that once I got born again, I can see. If it was so, then why did Paul pray in Ephesians? God give the spirit of wisdom and revelation that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. Why? 
We are trying to get a whole generation to ask God to pray this. They refuse. Never can't. Let me tell you this. And what will take you out is one instruction. Look, this is what I'm saying. Lesser light is for you to be able to know. My God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. The word riches inside the Greek means so, 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 so. And glory means all of that. The Lord, but you are in need. You are walking like this. Because the wine has finished in the feast. And you are walking around. The Lord shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory. Greater light. If you see that pot of water, pot there, go and fill it with water. Draw it out. And you have everything. You are walking past the pot confessing but not having any idea that the way out of this is this empty pot you are walking past if God doesn't open your eyes you will never it will never occur to you do you get what I'm saying? yes sir so when you get to that tight place I say Lord we've come to an end in yourself Abraham, he told him. He told Ishmael, pray. You know what happened? Look at the prayer. He said, I've heard the voice of the Lord. Now, whatever you pray is what God will answer. Look at the next verse. Verse 18. It says, arise, lift up the Lord. Hold him in thy hands for he will be a great nation. Somebody you thought was about to die. He says, carry him up. Do you get what I'm saying? Some says, well, I'm closing down the church. Lift that church up. It's a global ministry. But you have got to see. Look at the next thing. It says, and God opened her what? Eyes. Because that's what the lad prayed. And she saw a well of water. The well was right there. She just didn't see it. The fact that you can't see the way out, that way is right in front of you. Now, let me go one step deeper, then I'll come back and now close about the prayer. But you know, it says, Lighten my eyes lest I sleep the sleep of death. In other words, you can't have this joy unspeakable until you see something. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, you are not faking it, it's because you have seen something. Yes, Elisha's servant wasn't faking it, he saw the angels all around. And the minute I saw that, I now realized the difference between, between Joshua, Caleb, and the rest of the people. Why did Joshua and Caleb go to the same place? Those guys saw giants. Joshua and Caleb, but they were giants in the natural. Joshua and Caleb came and said, let us go up at once. Their defense is departed. You know why? Joshua and Caleb saw the angels around them. They did not just see. Listen, when you are in crisis, if the anointing touches your head once, one time, you will know that this is the way out of any situation. Because what God will show you, you will say to yourself, there is, you know, when, when he says, this, he says, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my thoughts. You, you, you know what that scripture literally means? It says, this plan I have for you will never have occurred to you. 
Which means what will have gotten you out will never have occurred to you. If you started thinking for a hundred years, that thing will not come. It says, light in my eyes. So, she took the boy and said, he is going to die. Her eyes were opened. And she said, he is not dying again. What you say, it is the end. Your eyes are open, you say this is the beginning. So when she saw the well of water, she must have gotten back home. Hey, 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 hey. Ah. Hey, you were crying yesterday. What happened here? Hey, 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 hey. Ah. Huh? The person that got fired, Jesus fired the person. People came to see the person yesterday. The person was down. Today, hey, 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 hey. Ah. you know the first thing you ask somebody who has joy? Did they give you a job overnight? In other words, when somebody has joy unspeakable, people think something has happened. What they think has happened is what that joy is saying is about to happen. You know, if somebody comes into the office and this person, you, mama is quiet because joy will make you dance. Because some of this joy is unspeakable. In other words, you can't, there are no words to express it. So you use the dance. Hey, you come to me, hey, hey, hey. No, you even see the person from the car park to show that this person is not faking anything. They come out of the car. Hey, 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 uh, 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 ah. Two things. Is it that you are drunk? That's why they said, are these people drunk? Did you drink something this morning? Because you are not like this. You say, no, this is that which is written. In other words, overnight God showed you something. That he turned your mourning into dancing. Listen, what you were mourning over and regretting, I wish this thing never happened. Where you are asking yourself, what if? What if I didn't go that time? What if this thing happened? What if I didn't say that? That thing, he didn't say the situation has changed. He has turned the morning into what? Dancing. You are now dancing that it happened. Ah, you tell God, you know, it was my mistake. Mistake? Isn't this a messy conference? Mistake? The only people God, that never got their mistakes reversed were people that didn't go to God. One time God told me, he said, listen to me. He said, listen, listen, listen. He said, he said hold it. Because this was when I just got saved then. And I, I, don't, I don't even know what happened. There was a very silly thing or something. Maybe I said something I shouldn't say. A very silly thing. I was feeling bad. God come and said, come, 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 come. Come, 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 come. He said, why are you feeling bad? He said, listen to me. Did I not create the angels? One third of them left. Shouldn't they say that there's no smoke without fire? Shouldn't they say that, oh God, what kind of leader are you that one third of your people have gone? Then I now created man in my own image. After my likeness, it didn't take for him to, to say he's not doing again. Shouldn't, shouldn't I have a problem with myself? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. 
I told me, he said, listen, you were in SAT. When I was coming here, I was looking for the fastest way here to get here on time. So I inserted destination. At one point, I missed the way. I took the wrong turning. The voice did not say, yeah. 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 What have you done now? Ah. Huh? We showed you the way to this way. What is wrong with you? Now we are confused. The voice went silent for a moment. Recalibrated my error into the destination. Let me tell you this. Let me just tell you this about lesser light and greater light. When you encounter greater light, you probably will not tell your full story to anybody. Which is why when people say secrets of success, it's hard to decode because they have sifted out some parts that is too personal between them and God. They just can't say it. There is a testimony that I was contemplating now to say when I was preaching. I pulled it back because it's too personal. Because, I, I, mean, I, I mean, I looked at something and I said, this thing, if it comes, God told me, said, stand up now and declare in four days, I am out of this. Don't sit down and let Satan weigh you down. Do you get what I'm saying here? As I bring this to conclusion here, I'll show you how you get this light. Because Jesus said, if you had said you were blind, you would have seen. But now you say, I can see. That's why you remain blind. It takes humility. It takes that you humble yourself. Many people go and pray without humility. You know it's possible. Because he said two men came to pray. One humbled himself. The other exalted himself. I mean, there's a preacher I don't really, really buy... But I'm not really into him. But if you say the truth, I accept the truth. No matter who you are. He said, I heard him on YouTube, he said, when we started talking this revelation, revelation business, he said, before this revelation came, when we want to pray, we will kneel down and call on God. He said, the minute back then in school, I saw people putting their hands in their pockets and saying, Jesus, I command in the name of that command. I, he said, I knew there was a problem. Prayer now is I command you, God. I command, I command, I command. Listen, I was telling them in church in Abuja when I was in school. First set of elders that were appointed elders in Winners, because when they started, we were there. First set of elders, maybe there were like three in Winners in Lagos, was a friend's father. He got offended that Bishop Oedepo had left because many people don't understand Bishop Oedepo. Because he will come out and say, sweatless victory. So that man thought he was saying, prayerless victory. You know, you can hear what they didn't say. One day, there was a situation, Bishop said, let's go and pray. He said, Bishop stood on the spot for five hours, groaning and traveling. He said, so this is what you do 
that you say sweatless is because you didn't hear well. He didn't say prayerless. He said what? Sweatless. So you to come out without that kind of prayer. I have sweatless victory. <laughs> the demon will say, Jesus we know. Or the devil we know. You. Bam. <laughs> that go and see what he did before he came to talk. Over there when they started Winner's Chapel, he fasted until he coughed blood. That's what you see. You, you don't fast. Sweatless. <laughs> I've said this. Lesser light is their 39 stripes on the back of Jesus. When they said by his stripes, they were 39. The Roman soldiers back then, according to the history, those 39 represented each class of disease according to the jury. You are finished. <laughs> Greater light is Pastor Debray came out. He said, before we do Holy Ghost Congress, I don't see any human being for five days. When I'm by myself, God tells me what will happen. God told me this evening, this I will come out. There is a young lad here. You have been designed to grow taller than you are. Daddy has given it to you. And the man looked at the trousers. It was up. Greater light. Lesser one. People live with knowledge. No impartation. Explanation but not revelation. They didn't hear a voice behind them telling them this is the way to go. Do you know you can enter prayer with the wrong attitude and you'll be humbled by God for praying that way. Two men came to pray. One left exalted. The other one was abased. Never in my entire life seen this. When Pastor Jonara came to preach in Warbeck, never in my life in the revelation of Joseph as good as Joseph was every time they asked Joseph I, I, I by the time God finished with him when they asked him God, God, God I must turn to what? God and the way God will do it he will be prospering you the work of your hands is producing. But the greater society is rejecting. Do you get what I'm saying? First Corinthians 15 and verse 51. First Corinthians 15 and verse 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all do what? Sleep. Why? Lighten my eyes lest I sleep the sleep of death. He said, I want to show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be what? Changed. People walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Some sleep there. 
I never get out. Some get changed. Next verse. In a moment, in the twinkling of the eye, the last trumpet shall sound. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised. In other words, what God does is, open the eyes of people. And according to what they have seen, I will show you here, they sound that trumpet in praise. And everything begins to rise. Psalm 43 and verse 2. It says, verse 3, it says, alright, so from verse 2 it says, it says this, For thou art my God of my strength, why dost thou cast me off? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of my enemy? What did he say? Send out thy light and thy truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to thy holy hill, to thy tabernacles. Next verse. It says, Then I will go to the altar of my God, unto the God my, with my exceeding joy. Yea, upon the harp will I praise thee, O God. In other words, it says, I will send light. That light will cause you to come to God's altar. To come and do what in God's tabernacle? To praise Him with exceeding joy. The reason why you can praise with exceeding joy in His tabernacles is because light has been sent to you. Let me close by telling you this. Because you can write this down. The future of the church belongs to worshippers. Listen to what I'm saying. The future belongs to worshippers. The next move of God will be born through worship. Are you following what I'm saying here? Minister Dosa said something when I was in the grave, my head did. Very true. The same thing with me. He said, David is his mentor after Jesus. In scripture, when we get to heaven, after Jesus, the next person I'm going to look for is David. Because no God allowed David to go through almost every human experience. And in every human experience, he was faithful to God to call for the light of that situation and to light it down for generations to come. So that when you get into trouble, somebody has written what to do inside the scripture. The man did it without getting offended. It is because of David, anybody can say, I ran into deep trouble, I will come out. Because nobody here has committed adultery and murder together. David did it and came out. So you, your own sin is still small. Are you following what I'm saying here? I'm telling you, when you meet with God, you can't tell your story. Because how does David teach that? How do you teach that Solomon came out of that kind of union? Something that was corruption, incorruptible, came out of it. Without Solomon, who would have gotten the throne? Adonijah? Absalom? From, listen, God told me this. He said, I do not leave darkness to light. I call light out of darkness. That's when you look at darkness, inside darkness. He said, you know, oh, let's go to where light is. No, he says, that darkness, I will bring light out of it. 
When you get to the depth of this thing, let me ask you, who, cruci- who killed Jesus? Uh, wait, 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 wait. Okay. Was, was Jesus ordained to die on the cross from the foundation of this world? Uh, you are no longer, you are afraid now. Was Jesus ordained according to scripture to die on the cross? Was it God's will for him to die? Who crucified Jesus? Bible says, had the princes of this world known God's wisdom, they would not have done what? Crucified the Lord of glory. In other words, this gospel, Satan, when he attacks you, he is fulfilling something. Even the cru- Do you get what I'm saying here? It was, look, folks, this is what I'm trying to make you understand. If everybody is nice to you, you will not get into your destiny. Wait. Wait. Because if Jesus did not have a Judas, there will have been no resurrection. So if all of your team, nobody betrays you, you are limited. But when Judas comes, you are cursing. That is what gets you out of it. Is to know that by the determinate counsel of God, a traitor came into my midst. Once he removes the veil, you know it's through that path you are getting to your next place. Are you following what I'm saying? A lady is here says, Somebody broke up now, broken my heart. Look, my friend, nobody's the owner of your heart. Nobody's the owner of your heart. The problem is, you are not letting light come into that situation. Are you following what I'm saying? You say, God told me that person I was going to marry. Please relax. You can hear. Please relax. Even Samuel got revelation. There is a difference between revelation and interpretation. And he got that it was one of the sons of Jesse. Got the name. Went to the house. He knew the address by the Spirit of God. Knocked on the door. Opened the door. And by the, only, the last part, he said, surely this is the anointed of God that missed it. You may have gotten revelation to a point and saw somebody and said, surely this is the man. You anointed the wrong person. Finish. You say, but I had a witness. You are correct. You had a witness to that door. You had a witness to that place. Or maybe he was the most fashionable among them, so you were drawn to that one. When it was another one, gentle brother, at the back, you left. Because there was nothing in him that you should behold him. So I'm not denying that you didn't hear God. I'm not, I'm not invalidating your, your leading. I'm just saying that when you got to the house, there were five. You anointed the wrong one. A friend of mine told me how hot she was. My boyfriend that left her, it was so bad that he, after leaving her, they went, she went out one night and saw him with another girl. And she was with her friends. He walked past her like she didn't exist. 
The friends kind of look like, let's back to work. She said, calm down, calm down. She was hurt. Three years after, she, he married that lady. Three years after, they met again. This time, the guy came to me. How are you? How are you? Ah. said, I heard you got married. He said, yes, yes. The guy said, God saved you. You didn't marry me. God saved you. I didn't know what was inside me. I didn't know. Until my father-in-law came and was talking. I got so angry. I carried him in the air. Turned him around. And slammed him. She said, as he was saying that, she just saw her father being carried in the air. <laughs> you don't know what God saved you for. Wait. Wait. Please hear this. You say, but what is delaying the other one? Because you are still mourning over the one you lost. Why mourn ye for Saul? When I've anointed David, fill your horn with oil. I don't know where I'm going to this, but let me say this so that you get delivered. Last piece. You say, but I'm still hurting. So you closed your heart. God told me once, He said, Tell ladies, if by one man's disobedience all were made unrighteous, it will take another man's obedience. If you close that heart, a man hurts you. He will send another man to heal you. When we were in school, there was a friend of mine. He was chasing this guy, chasing this guy. We were open, chasing, chasing. One day he would carry that in the car, driving, driving. The car broke. You know these stories, you have to change it so that, because everything is global now. People can watch it from anywhere. So you have to disarray the story so that nobody else. So, I, but truly, truly, the car broke down. The lady just carried her car and another car was passing, entered that car, greeted him and left. He was head over heels in love with this lady. He couldn't do anything again in fellowship. This is my love, this is my love. Listen, we couldn't talk him out of it. Until one day, he finally saw one. I was okay, let me resist. So I don't And then asked me, said, well, I said, she's a nice girl, go now. And he went. After about three weeks, he came back. He said, Pastor, I said, what? He said, Pastor, I said, what? I said, something happened. He said, I took this one again. My car broke down. He said, I quickly came down and told her, you can go, you can go, you can go. She said, she got a cab, she left. He told me, he said, Pastor, I was there trying to fix my tire. I started hearing footsteps come back. I thought it was something. I looked up. She came back with sandwiches and drinks. She said, I could not leave you like this. So when I got home, I prepared things and brought. He said, now I know love. I will finish this message another time. But let me just say this. I need to say this. Because some of you ladies, the problem is, you don't talk to guys as older brothers. Always have a guy, not an old man, somebody that is around your age to mentor you. They will tell you things. One ladies, I will confuse this one again. Very close way. This guy has been asking her from school to marry her. No, 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 no. She met somebody else in church. She was running after him. This you know, guy, man, he too was doing... I, mean, I told her, I said, come. She came to me, I said, come. Let me warn you. This one, you'll marry him. You'll be chasing him in the marriage for the rest of your life. This one that... I, what is your problem? I spoke sense to her. Her eyes were open. When they got married, she came to meet me. Why was I saying no? One day I looked at him, he's tall, he's hand. What was wrong with me? 
is because of wrong programming. So let me close. Let me close by saying this. Wait, hold it. Let me close by. Let me go back to my message. Let me close by saying this. But I said that to get some of you out of nonsense. Because you are to walk through the valley of shadow of death, not sit in the valley of the shadow of death. I've seen ladies say, after the guy is married, he's still coming back. Coming back? But let me close by saying this. You know you get light. And then he says, then I will go to your altar. Into your tabernacles. You saw it there? Huh? And I will sing with exceeding joy. Now, let me close by saying this. You know in Ephesians chapter 1, when he said, God, let me quickly put up Ephesians 1 and verse 12. He says, quickly please, that we should be to the, okay, verse 10, quickly. It says, quick, I mean, that in dispensation of fullness that might gather together, verse, verse 11, he says, in whom we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him that worketh everything according to the counsel of his will. Next verse. That we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ. Next verse. In whom after you trusted when you heard the gospel, in whom after you believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. He says this, which is the earnest of our inheritance unto the redemption of our purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith and your love, do not cease to pray. Alright, that God will give to you the spirit of wisdom that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. Now let me close by saying this here. Remember the third feast. Sorry, the feast in John chapter 7. When he said in the day of that great feast, he lifted up his voice and said, If any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. Whosoever believeth on me out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Now, the water that will flow out of you is the water you first drank. Okay? But you took a cup and drank it and it turned into rivers in you. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah? Now, that feast was called the Feast of Tabernacles. That was the great day of that feast. He said, whosoever test, this is spoke of the Holy Ghost that they will receive after. It was the Feast of Tabernacles. Now, quickly, there were three feasts and then connected here in the nation of Israel in their calendar. First one was Passover. The New Testament representation of it is that Christ our Passover has been sacrificed for us. Paul said, let us keep that feast. So we are still keeping that feast of Passover in the New Testament. Then the day of Pentecost, which is the second feast. Now Jesus was killed on the day the Passover was sacrificed in Israel thousands of years ago. That same day was the day Jesus was killed. Then the feast of Pentecost, or I come 50 days after. Pentecost means 50. So it means 50 days after, and it was on that day when it was fully come, which means God honored those feasts in the New Testament. Do you get what I'm saying? And the Bible says, out the, the Holy Spirit was poured forth. Now, in Ephesians 1, it tells us, in whom we have obtained an inheritance. We are sealed with the promise of the Spirit. It says, an inheritance until the redemption of the purchased 
possession. That's what he's saying there. Now, what he's talking about there, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession. Now, when you receive the Holy Spirit, which was the second feast there, it was called Pentecost. Now, the problem is Pentecostals have stayed only with that. Just praying in tongues, Pentecost, I'm a Pentecostal, I'm a Pentecostal, I'm a Pentecostal. Okay? But it was the earnest of your inheritance. Now, what does earnest mean? It means the first installment of your inheritance until the, po- until the redemption of the purchased possession. Now, in order for there to be the redemption of the purchased possession, he said, God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation that the eyes of your understanding may be what? I like it. Now, he was showing them the way to the third feast. Because in that second feast, it's like this. I want to buy this monitor. What does NS mean? It means first installment. So, I want this monitor. I go to a shop. or I, I want this pad here. And I go to a shop. And I look at it. And I want it badly. And I tell the owner of the shop, I want this thing badly. I want this badly. I, listen to me. You must set this thing apart for me. I, I need it. Nobody must come and buy it. He says, okay. If I give you a first installment, a down payment. If, let's just say it costs 200000 If I give you 50000 now, will you set it aside for me? Until I come and redeem the purchased possession. He says yes. So, I give him 50,000. He sets it aside. When you got born again, you got filled with the Holy Ghost. Your inheritance was now set aside. But he's waiting for the redemption of the word purchased possession. And the way you get that, he now said that God might open your eyes. And give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That the eyes of your understanding might be enlightened. Because once your eyes are opened, you are no longer going to be talking just inheritance, my inheritance in Christ. You will start seeing things. What you see will take you into the tabernacles of God. When you get into the tabernacles of God, you will start worshipping Him and praising Him for the things that your eyes have seen. Which means there is public worship and there is private worship. Your public worship cannot be your private worship. In public worship, the law is the singers have to sing songs we all know. Because Paul said, when I'm in my private time, I speak in tongues when more than you all. But when I'm in public, I have to use words easy to be understood by everybody so that we can carry everybody along. But when we get into private worship, we can sing songs only us and God understands. Why do you get revelation? Be filled with the word of God in all wisdom. To do what? Singing. You get, let the word of God dwell rich in all wisdom so that you can do what? Sing. Make melody. The first reason why he gives you revelation is that you could come and worship him with it. When you worship him with it, then out of your belly will begin to flow rivers. Now, so once God shows you something and you start worshipping Him and singing those songs to Him in worship and you are, now you are using the same melody because you are not a musician. But you are reconstructing the songs as you are singing. Do you get what I'm saying here? And singing those songs, water begins to leave your heart. That water starts going into life. You know what happens? You know what happens? Somebody says, how do I know my destiny? Please, understand this. You don't have to call yourself anything trying to show that you are deep. If they go and meet a woman who is pregnant, do you have a boy or girl? The fact that she doesn't know whether it's male or female doesn't mean she's not pregnant. The fact that you can't define the vision doesn't mean you don't have the vision. Do you understand what I'm saying? If this ground is dry and we start pouring water and start pouring water 
on it. We thought there was nothing inside. Once water starts coming, stuff will begin to come out. Once the waters of the Holy Spirit start entering your life, what God has planted will start coming out. Listen, hear this. That's why he says, according to the order of Melchizedek, the Lord sprang out of Judah, where no man had made mention of his altar. Which means, you may be a qualified pharmacist, and you did it according to the dream of your father or mother. But that's not really what you should be doing. You are doing it. But once you start getting revelation about what God wants to do, you start worshipping. You are not forcing yourself into anything. You are not resigning. You are not doing anything. You are just worshipping. This thing you are calling vision. While you start worshipping, waters touch the ground of your life. Things begin to spring up. You go to board a flight. This is how you enter your destiny. To Abuja because they sent you. The same way Moses was telling, if God wants you to do something, he will come and meet you where you are. You don't listen. He will meet you. Listen, they told all night, caught nothing. God came. Jesus will come to you. Hear me. He will come to you. You don't have to do anything mad or foolish. He will come to you. Waters are going out. You bought a plane. While you're on the plane, you are seated by somebody. He said, well, I just came in and told the conversation, please, I'm going to Abuja. I just came in here from, from Switzerland and all of this. We want to do this and do this and do this. We are looking for Nigerians to do that. And you are so nice to the person. He says, will you be interested? All right? I'll check you as the first person. Your office will be in Hague. You see, all this your vision. You are the Nigeria. Once they're saying this, we'll issue, a, issue you a passport to this particular place, a diplomatic passport. You, may, you see, this one you are calling your vision. We'll just start dying in front of you like this. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying here? What you are calling your vision will just disappear. By the time you get back, they will ask you, but you said it's your vision. You say, please, please, please. Let God be true. And every man... What am I saying to you? Your future is pregnant with so much. Don't use your mind to calculate it. Whatever thing God reveals to you, take it to Him in worship. Rejoice with joy unspeakable, full of glory. The waters will begin to leave your belly. Once the waters start touching the earth, let the people praise Him. Then the earth shall yield its increase. Stuff will begin to come out of this earth you did not know was there. You will start meeting people. They will start taking you into places you didn't know were in existence. They will invite you for meetings you never knew was happening. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Your life will radically change. In other words, they will look, you will say, this one sprang. You know when something springs? Suddenly, without the permission of anybody, alright, it will just spring forth. They will say, what was your background? You will say, my background was architecture. What are you doing? This, when, how did this happen? You will say, it's after the order of Melchizedek. There is no father, there is no mother, there is no beginning of days. The wind blew it where it listed. You don't know where it came from. You don't, do you get what we're saying here? And please understand these waters. Once they start and you start getting blessed, never focus on the external. Focus on the internal. Ankle deep, everybody will be shouting, you are the greatest. That doesn't mean you are the greatest. Knee deep, they will say that, listen, we have never seen anybody like you again. 
that doesn't mean you should stop worshipping God. Waste deep, people will say, wow. Wow. You two don't go home and start saying, wow. That's why God will take you through the valley of the shadow of death to shake the wows out of you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So strip you of things so that when the flow starts and you now get into the river, when you are in the river, you are no longer in control. Do you understand what I'm saying here? You are no longer in what? Control. We're opening up centers. I have less control than I had one year ago. We appointed 75, ordained 75 people. I only chose 10. The other people chose 65. Because when you are in the river, do you understand what I'm saying? Is when there's no water, you, you are do- once you are in the river, you know, one day I read honest, uh, they said, how, how much are you worth? The man wrote, anybody who can calculate his wealth is not rich. Listen to what I'm saying. I went to see my landlord. He sold the whole of Antonia Estates in Lagos. He was a very wealthy man. I went to ask him, I said, I read Aristotle on Ah, he got up, was asleep on his couch. He said, what you heard is truth. Because when the rain begins to fall, you cannot calculate it. Let God rain on you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Learn to begin to release. Let the waters begin to come out. Enter into the place of worship. Let the waters, and it's those waters that will go to the ground. Those waters will begin to touch. You know what will happen? Don't say, well, where's the man I'm going to marry? When the water touches the ground, an old classmate will pop up from somewhere. You will say, where have you been all this while? It is the water that touched. When the water touches, the seeds you have sown 12 years ago will come out. Because when the water touches, that's when the butler will go and tell the king, I remember there was a man. All the seeds you have sown into the ground will begin to pop. Do you understand what I'm saying? And please, when those waters begin, hear me very well. Never stop worship. Never stop two things. Prayer, revelation, and worship. Never. Because if you ever stop it, then the waters will stop flowing. And the vegetation starts dying. Do you get it? Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every single person under the sound of my voice. Bless them with eyes that see. Bless them with eyes that see. Bless them with eyes that see. In that particular situation they are in now, lift the veil over their eyes. Confirm this message with this sign. Remove the veil. Anoint their head with oil. Let them see that opportunity in the midst of that disaster. Call forth light out of that darkness that they might walk in your authority and power. In Jesus' mighty name, God bless you. Thank you for listening to this message. To find out more about the Household of David, visit our website www.householdofdavid.org. 
You can also follow us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Mixlr. Or join us for one of our services on Sundays by 8 a.m. and 10 a.m., Wednesdays by 7 p.m., and Saturdays by 7 a.m. at Praise Sanctuary, number 7 Surulere Industrial Road off Adeni Jones, Ikeja, Lagos. God bless you.